Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. All right, today's guest is Lynn Ruda. She's a lifelong Lancaster, New York resident and is uh, proud to be running for mayor of the village of Lancaster. Uh, she currently serves her community as the village of Lancaster trustee. Um, also is a volunteer firefighter for the village of Lancaster. Uh, Lynn is a music teacher at the Lancaster High School, where she has the privilege of working with um, uh, young people from her community. Uh, she also uh, is the director of orchestra at Lancaster High School. And uh, Lynn is currently a finalist for the Grammy Music Educator of the Year Award. Uh, she was a finalist last year and this year. Um, she is in the top 10 finalists and uh, is, is, is excited to find out who wins. Uh, but most importantly, she has the mayor um, election tomorrow. So if you live in the village of Lancaster, go vote. I don't, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but go vote. And uh, it, it, listen to this episode because I think you'll, you'll learn a lot about Lynn and what she stands for and uh, just how the hell she does everything she does. She's, she's awesome. She really is a uh, very motivating person. And if you think that you don't have enough time in the day, I mean, y y you listen to her schedule and you'll you'll be amazed. So, enjoy. All right, welcome, Lynn. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Excellent, excellent. So you have a lot of things going on. And before we even get started into the five questions for the Monday motivation, uh, I want to I want to share a memory I have. And uh, I, I, I think I've shared this with you before. Um, we, we went to high school together. Uh, we were in choir together. Uh, I was the president of concert choir. And on my last day, I still have this picture you gave to me. Uh, it, it was uh, in a picture frame. And for about two years after I graduated, I didn't know that there was a note behind it. And then I opened up the note and I was like, holy shit. I was like, that was the <laughs> sweetest, that was the sweetest thing. And I will never forget that. And and what I graduated, oh my God, wait, uh, nine, or is it 19 years ago? Is that right? We're getting there. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I just, wow. I just realized I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> so, so I like that will, always always be in my mind as how awesome you are for doing that and the note was beautiful it was awesome well written just really sweet so i i, I thank you for that because that every time you know I, I still have that picture i don't have it actually here in rochester i have it in miami uh but every time i see that picture i'm like man you know what lynn is awesome so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you i gotta tell you that you know as a you know as a sophomore getting into that top group you were a huge role model for me of like, you were just super confident and getting up in front of the group. And I was like, I want to be like that. And then two years later, I was the concert choir president, like really because of you. So that's, goes that's, both ways. that's awesome. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And we, we had a great leader, uh, in Mr. Lee, um, yes. which I, uh, I invited him on the podcast a couple times, and he's like, "Chair, you know I don't like that stuff." <laughs> well, maybe he after does. he sees us, he'll be inspired. Right, to I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping because he's doing big things. So, yes. uh, that aside, uh, we have the five questions, and you have a lot going on. You are uh, the conductor, director. I don't know what you call yourself, but you are uh, the high school uh, orchestra uh, teacher and director, or Conductor? What you, I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah, I director of orchestras at Lancaster director High School. Director of orchestra. There you go. And and then on top of that, uh, you are a volunteer firefighter, which I think is badass. <laughs> and I love uh, it's the best. Yeah. Well, and and now that I'm up here uh, in in Rochester, I'm I'm gonna be uh, as soon as all the 
the DMV is hard to get a hold of right now, but as soon as everything settles down, I'm going to change my license over and I'm going to uh, volunteer at the local one. So I'm, I'm really excited. Love it. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so that you, you, so teacher, director, fire, a volunteer firefighter, you serve currently as, um, you're, you're, you're a, uh, is it a, the bond or the board on the board or something like that? Village for trustee. The village, yep. yeah, village trustee. Uh, and then you are running for mayor, which yeah. ironically, when this airs, it will be the next day is when everybody goes and votes. We're getting close. So <laughs> this is this right here is going to put you over the edge. Everybody is going <laughs> to listen to it, and, and they're going to be like, we're going to vote for her. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so, and then on top of all of that, you are uh, nominated for the second year in a row as the Music Educator of the Year, uh, which is a Grammy, uh, oh, like uh, affiliate or Grammy award that they they hand out. Which I don't even know. Like that's that's huge. Like how did how did you even get involved with that? And then how do you, when do you find out? Yeah, I um, I got nominated by a student. And you get this email like, hey, you were nominated and you fill out this pre-application. And so you do that. And then you fill out a, a video application. So it could be video or written. And they ask you know about your program and what you do for the community and, and a whole bunch of different things. And then you wait. <laughs> like, I don't know. You get emails. That's cool. That, you know, you're quarterfinalist, you're semifinalist, you're a finalist. So, yeah. And there's, there's, really I think exciting. there's like, what, like 10 people left or maybe even yeah. less? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's national, you know, that's incredible to me of everyone in the whole country. There's, yeah. there's 10 and of you're us. One of 10. Wow. I mean, and, and that, the same thing happened last year, right? You're, you're top 10 yeah. as well. Yeah. That's so crazy. I mean, that's, that's amazing, but it doesn't surprise me. I, when, when, we were, <laughs> when we were in choir together, you, I mean, you had a talent, you were, you were great. So, uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. So my question is you're doing all this. How did you get to where you are? You obviously had a love of music in high school uh, and then became a teacher. Like, how did you get to where you are in your career slash life? And like, that's as far as teaching, you know, firefighting and, and, and trying to be the mayor now. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in that one question. So <laughs> I actually started in forensic science at the University of Central Florida in Orlando. I don't know if you know that I was a Florida girl for a little bit. I didn't know that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I love chemistry. Wow. And I took my instrument down because I had always played and I was in that orchestra. And, you know, when I was spending my time in the chem lab and then my time in the practice room, I was like, well, I definitely prefer being in the practice room. And I decided, OK, this is the path I want to take. And then when I decided I wanted to be a teacher, it made more sense to go back to New York. I knew I wanted to you know, live in New York and get New York State certified. So I transferred to Fredonia. I was so determined. It was a hard year. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. The the move from Florida to New York is a little tough once you get used to the weather. And I moved in the middle of winter. So I moved for the spring semester to Fredonia right on the lake. And I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> like Anything <laughs> I need to do to move through this program quickly, I want to start my career. And so I graduated early in December. And oh, wow. a month later, was hired full-time as the high school orchestra director at Lancaster. So wow. I was barely 21 years old, <laughs> you know, my students, the steel drum program, you know, CKSO yeah. is a five-year program. The students that were eighth graders were seniors when I started working. So they knew me as like Lynn, Lynn Bona at that time, you know, right, we went right. on trips together. So it was a really weird start. I was very close in age to, to the students. All of my friend's siblings were in the music program and, you know, just trying to find that place of like, no, I'm the teacher now. Um, right. At the same time, when I was student teaching, I'd moved home. I was working, I worked at Frosty's on Broadway, always. It was an ice cream place. And yeah. that was like my summer gig, you know, you had consistent work, I could walk to it. And I had a, a coworker who had signed up for the fire department and he came in super enthusiastic, like handing out applications to everyone. And I was caught up <laughs> in it. Like I knew nothing about firefighting. It's not in my family. I'm not really like built to be a firefighter, like the typical firefighter. Right, and, right. Like him just insisting, this is the best thing ever. You got to give it a try. And I did. And I think that was a really good life lesson for me too, for teaching that people's enthusiasm is super contagious. And I think it's yeah. just convincing people that you can do it, like break down those barriers of, of being worried about what if. And it didn't 
it took me a while in the fire department. Like every year I, I knew I wasn't quite like everyone else. I was the only one bringing a, a cello into the hall, you know, when I was coming from practices and stuff. And uh, I didn't have family members there. And every year I was like, I got to try and do more. I was af afraid of it. You know, it was some, right. some intimidating things. And every year I would tell my husband, like, I got to step up. And then it just started clicking. I was asked to be the secretary where I got more involved on an end that I was comfortable in. And from there right, I was right. like, and now I want to drive and now I want to, and, and I just kept taking classes. And the more you take classes, the more confident you get. So this is now 13 years in that program. Wow. Um, in terms of government, it, it was like a, a, a pull that I didn't even know. Like I never had any political aspirations. I never said, you know, someday I want to be a trustee for the village, but I would drive going to and from work. I live in the village because of the fire department that, you know, once I started getting involved with it, I knew that that's where I wanted to be. So I had to pick my house in a pretty small demographic, 2.2 square yeah. miles. And yeah, so I, tiny. Yes. <laughs> I drive through the, the heart of the business district down Central Ave through that area to and from school every day. And you might remember this just huge, it was called the BOCES building, huge just yeah. building with nothing in it, huge parking lot. Like that was our village core. And I would just sometimes drive and literally pull over and stop and look at that thinking like, we deserve so much better. You think about East Aurora, you think about all these surrounding communities that have these bustling business districts. And I just thriving. felt yeah. thriving. Absolutely. This pull of like, we deserve, someone should do something. Someone should do something. And it was ironic that we had a, a congressman come to our school and he spoke to the Academy of Finance and I happened to have a free period. And, you know, I just was like, that's cool. Let's, let's go listen. And he was talking about his path and his journey. And, you know, sometimes a door opens and sometimes it's you that has to do something. And like the light bulb clicked and driving home when I saw that and had that same thought, I was like, it's me. Like, I have to do something about this. So I just started asking questions. Like, I don't even know what to do. I ran into the husband of a, a trustee and he's like, this is this is your path. Get involved with these people. And literally it was months later that all of a sudden I was the, the candidate to be running and I got elected. So it's been four years that I've been on that board. And wow. I don't know how often you've been into the village of Lancaster. It is a different place from all the vacant storefronts that we had four years ago. There's not a single one anymore. We have right. Earned... You guys, you guys are you guys are building it up, and which is really it's really so nice. Exciting. I I it, love it. I it's love been it. work. I... You know, oh, it's, well, I, it's collaboration and it's it's vision and it's like being told no a million times over and over again. And right. uh, yeah, that is it's a pretty crazy story. I don't know if you want to get into the whole thing of, of the process. Well, but I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm curious because you guys you guys got um, I, I think you guys got grants and whatnot to, you know, to to, to develop it more and more. And, and I'm. Like I said, I'm impressed. I, like I seen somewhat of the plans and stuff like that, and and you guys are moving forward with it. That's why I was I was I was shocked. I saw I saw something on Facebook uh, recently, and it was like I, it was really weird because I didn't understand it. Um, it said something like, you know, don't vote for these people because they're going to go ahead and take all the things that we went ahead and 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 all the grant money, and they're going to throw it away. But you were one of the people that got that grant money. So I don't believe that for a second that you would throw that away. You know, so yeah. I was like, I was like, this guy doesn't make any sense. And then I read and then he, and then later on, if you look in the comments, because it kind of like disturbed me, I was like, I was like, wait, what is, what is going on here? It says, uh, I'm to clarify, I'm voting for these people and not for this one person. And I was like, oh, and it must've been the one person that voted no against everything. Right. Right. Yeah. We, um, change is hard, right? For, for mm -hmm. anyone and, and everyone. And it's, it's been that way. It's one of my tagline, like my whole life I've known this is a parking lot and you know, the 4th of July comes in there, but the rest of the year it's, it's a parking it's lot. And, yeah. and so it's, it's tough for, I think people who are in the middle because people who've been around for a long time, that street used to go through, that used to be developed. It was all destroyed in a fire. And, you know, now here we are with the opportunity to come full circle. And it's, it's interesting to see how the, the public is reacting. I would say overwhelmingly supportive. And then there's the vocal, like, 
don't change anything. So right. just so trying the, to keep the 1% that... that's like, eh, <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. It's going to yes. be stupid. And you're just like, wait, time out. And, but it's that 1% that is the loudest. Yes. Oh, always without a doubt. And I think that it's trying to, to quiet that voice, you know, at least in my head of, I know this is the right thing for the community because I've done the research because I've gone to the experts because, you know, I have taken the time to learn about all of the studies in this region. I don't feel like it's only Lancaster that's thriving right now. And again, we're all in this weird pattern from COVID, but really Buffalo and Western New York as a whole, we're just getting this renaissance and this resurgence. And it's because of these plans that are put in place, these big visions. This is you know, how communities work together and you know, how we build each other up. And right. so it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of, of meetings and going to to conferences and going to anything that you can get to where you can meet, talk to, talk to experts and explain where we're at. Like, how do we get to this next level as a community? No, that's, that's awesome. So, so it's a lot of work is what you're doing. Right. And, and when you, when you decided to run for mayor, tell me how that developed, because you, you, you talked about how you got, you know, on, on the, the, the board here and, and went through all that, but, how did you go ahead and say like, all right, now I want to take a step further, right? I, I you're pretty successful in, in getting things done, you know, in, in, in your current role. So what, what made you want to step up? I think that I've, I've learned a lot in the last four years. I've, I've seen a lot. I believe very much in policy and procedure. I believe very much in, in teamwork and collaboration. And there's, definitely been instances where I'm not seeing that, that it, it feels more of the, the political engine in that game. And I like really wanted to go into politics to prove that it didn't have to be that way, right? That mm. we don't have to be beholden to people and that we don't have to just be pawns in some like bigger picture game. We don't even run right. on, on party lines at the village level, which is very freeing. I, I'm not categorized as a Democrat really cool. or Republican. So we have the integrity party of Lancaster and that means that the priority, therefore, is Lancaster. And when we're doing the door to door and we're talking to people, they ask, you know, oh, well, what party are you with? And as soon as you say, well, we don't run party lines, you just see that ease, like, because they're they're already prejudging you, right? Right, <laughs> like, right. What you believe and and what what color, you know, what side, right or left, it's it's interesting. So, you know, as I have been in politics for these four years, I feel like I've, I've shaken it up a little bit in insisting on certain, you know, transparent hiring practices on, on pushing for this progress. And I think the kicker, I know the kicker, it was the day of the vote on our roundabouts. It was without a doubt, the most contentious topic that we've had in our community yet. I mean, they're, they're controversial in every community. We have seen them go in, in surrounding communities. We've seen the public outcry, we've seen them work. Um, and so we did a, a public survey, we did a meeting in person with the public and then COVID hit. So we had to have our next meeting as a, a virtual meeting. But this has been like, again, years be before my time on the board of right. trying to get this revitalization, revitalization going and using a comprehensive plan as a guide. So multiple boards have been working on this I was fortunate enough to be on the board where I had a really great team of people who had the strategy to apply for the right grants. We ended up getting a developer, like all the pieces are falling into place. And one piece of that is we need traffic to be able to flow through our community. We're developing, we're bringing more people in. We got to figure out a way where we already have traffic issues. How do we fix them? And it's the studies of, of engineers that said roundabouts. Okay. You know, it's not music teacher right. Ruta saying, I think, you know, I think we need a roundabout. Like it, yeah. it, is it looks nice. Experts, <laughs> right? You know, traffic studies, we've had, had the DOT involved in this. We have a, a regional transportation council that's been involved in this. So when experts are telling us and other communities are, are proving that it works. Okay. You know, let's go forward. Again, we're seeing that controversy that communities see, and it's trying to to get people to understand. And so, lots of conversations. And it was hard with COVID. You know, finally in the summer when it, it seemed to be easing up a little bit, that we could at least go outside, going door to door to all these businesses and and talking to them. What are your concerns? Is it pedestrian? Is it traffic flow? Is it construction? And how can we work with you? We did a public survey. The public survey ended up coming in like 60 to 65 percent positive 
for the roundabout. So oh, wow. ultimately more people said like, this is good. Maybe I don't love this one or could you only do one, but we want to see growth. And if this means growth, that's what we want to do. And we got through all of this, we get to bringing the design phase to the board. And we've all been together on this for, for the five, the four trustees and mayor this entire time we get to the vote and the mayor voted no without any conversation, without any, like, this is, you know, I've thought about it. And like, that was the day I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> yeah. we're not on the same page here. This is a huge project that's going to take a lot of teamwork and we don't have to agree. And we don't all agree as board members on things, but we're able to at least talk them through. We're able to have conversations about why we feel the way that we do and go back and forth. And, and that no vote was so back. astounding. Yeah, I didn't even know how, how to react in that meeting. I was so taken aback. And, you know, that was where I was like, okay, we need consistent communication in a leader. We need people who have, even if we don't have all agreeing ideas, at least an agreeing vision. Because if four people are going this way and one's going this way, you know, it, it's going to be hard for our community to to pull on board and, and get behind it. It's going to be disruptive. It's going to be expensive. We're using, you know, millions of dollars of grant funding. So we have to get it right. We need everybody on board, a hundred percent focused and a hundred percent committed. And I just wasn't feeling like that was going to happen. So I'm running. So here you are. Nice. Here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. I, I like I said, I, I, I told you in the, like we had like a pre-conference here where I just, Right. Went over some things. I, I've always been intrigued in politics. I've never, never really been intrigued in politics from the standpoint of like policies and procedures. But you, you know me. I love being center of attention. I love, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. And I, I love that <laughs> aspect of politics. Like everybody's like, Jeremy, you'd make a great politician because <laughs> I want to be everybody's friend. <laughs> well, you end up being not a lot of people's friend. I can tell you that. Like, I, that's is, that's the part I would struggle with. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. And, you know, it's interesting because, again, I, I had that pull towards the central business district, but you learn it so much more than that. Like you talk about wearing me wearing hats, like just as a, a trustee, as a board member, you wear so many hats, all these committees, you're, you know, the sewer committee and the public safety committee and, and the grants and economic development, but the buildings, lights and codes, like all of those things are important to move a community forward. If our sewers don't work, who cares if we have a great business district, you know, if right. our sidewalks are broken and people can't walk to it safely, who cares if we have a great business district? So it's trying to one balance that and, and know that it's my neighbor's tax dollars. It's, you know, my friends that they're yeah. hardworking and every decision I make, I'm spending someone else's money. And is it worth it? Is it, have we investigated everything the right way? I literally feel that huge responsibility because these are people that have known me. I mean, they've watched me grow up in this community. They've watched me at school. They've watched me as a teacher. And, and now they're watching even closer as a trustee and hopefully the mayor, because I'm making decisions that literally affect their day-to-day -day life. Right. And uh, it's an enormous responsibility. I, I feel that I love weight. It <laughs> I, yeah, I love it though. I, and I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very impressed because I, I couldn't imagine, uh, you know, just taking all that on and on top of everything else you already do. Like you must not sleep. Uh, with the amount of stuff that you do. <laughs> I'm very regimented in my schedule for sure. Yeah, I think you That's were saying it. about like the shaking hands and kissing babies. It's been interesting with COVID because we've had such little contact with people. Um, yeah. Even even the way that we're campaigning is different because we have to be respectful and responsible. Um, all of our special events were canceled, right? In 2020, there was no right. 4th of July. There was no, none of that that we would typically celebrate. So I think, you know, that is, it's a great part of it. It's great to see our community celebrating, but I've, I've found it just as gratifying on those times when you have your residents who complain to you and they're upset and they're heated and they want to talk to you and to know that you're, you're seeing them on one of their worst days, you know, their yeah. basement just filled with sewage Their you know, their backyard is, is not draining, right? All of these issues, their neighbor has so many code enforcement issues that is affecting their quality of life. 
And I think that being really genuine, like we can help, we can find ways to help. Sometimes we can't, you know, and it, it's hard when we have zoning or code restrictions that hold our community accountable. And we say, look, that fence is going to go in, <laughs> like that's right. going to happen, even if you don't want it to go in. Yeah. Um, but I think that being able to follow up with those people and see that, that you care is a huge deal even if they're not your biggest fan, you know, there's people right. who at the end of the day still don't like my answer, still don't like the way I went about and, and did things or, or what the result was. But I think there's a respect that I would say, I but they, they have to respect the fact that you're taking the time out of your day to address their concerns, to, you know, listen to that and then say, listen, I, I understand where you're coming from. I would be upset too, but unfortunately right. our hands are tied. We can't do anything about it because of whatever. So yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. So, so my, my next question that I, I like to ask is what keeps you motivated? What, like, I, I understand why you ran for mayor now because of, of what you, you just described, you know, when everything came down and that, that no vote came in for one of reason, whatever reason, but why, why, like, why do you want to keep moving forward? Like you, right now, I mean, to be nominated, uh, for that that Grammy uh, for the you know educator uh, award of the year award uh, to 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 be I, I you you not won but you were nominated or, or received awards in the firefighting community uh, the chief award I believe or something like that um, you you keep on getting these things what motivates you to keep going forward yeah it's interesting because you know, I, I haven't been looking for awards. It, it's, it's very right. gratifying to get them. And it's, 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 I'm proud of it. And I'm honored for sure. But I think, honestly, it's my students that they're watching me, you know, this, yeah. that, you know, my nieces and nephews, they're watching me They're in to try and be that role model. I, I believe so much in role models. And when you look around and you see what happens in government, you know, yeah. even up to the yeah. national level, you look and and sometimes those just big disappointments in, in the sports <laughs> arena yeah. and like we are the people who are role models. Like how many of my students say, well, you know, my, my parents are role models, my teachers are role model. And I think that if we all felt that way, we would all be motivated to keep going and someone's watching us. We're impacting someone's life. And it's so interesting with students, even like what I just, what you started with, with that note, like you impacted my life and you didn't know it till mm -hmm. two years later when you got this note. Like when I, when I, when we, I found the note, yeah. <laughs> when you found the note. So I think that just us knowing when we're good people and we try and do things to help our community, to help our world and give back, it's going to be noticed by somebody and that's going to inspire somebody to move forward. And I think as a teacher, I'm so lucky to see it. Like not everyone is yeah. so lucky. I talk with this a lot with my musician friends in the Philharmonic, like you're impacting lives, but you don't see it because we all go home after the concert. You know, right. you don't yeah. know what we do with that experience and what we do with that music and and how it carries us forward but i see from day to day my students growth i'm lucky as a music teacher i get them for four years so i, right. I remember them as a little ninth grader and then you watch them evolve into this young adult who's like going out into the world and you're like i think i made a difference in that kid's life they're gonna look back and remember me just like we remember you know mr lee like right yeah he changed our lives he, he definitely Absolutely. impacted us somewhere along the road i'm 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 a firm believer of having a board of directors in life you know how yeah. like companies have a board of directors, you know, um, I, I, I firmly believe that. And, and I, I consider like I have a couple friends, you know, where I like I, I really admire them business wise. And if I have business questions, I, I reach out to them and I talk to them about business. Um, I have, you know, a couple friends that are in such amazing relationships with their wives. And if I have a relation or a relationship question, you know, or I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with one thing or the other, I'll reach out to them and talk to them and like, Hey man, like, how do you guys work this out? Like, how does this right. work? And then, you know, I have just overall like human beings that are, I, I find that are, are, are just amazing people. And, and I, I, I talk to Mr. Lee, you know, to this day, we text mostly, you know, when I, when I'm able to see him, like when I lived in New York, we used to hang out when he would come right. visit, right. um, you know, but, uh, when I'm back in Buffalo, we'll go grab dinner or drink. And I, I consider him a board of, you know, one of the board of directors because he is so, so positive and so enthusiastic about, you know, what he does 
for a living and now he's retired and you know kind of doing other things but i i just look at him and i'm like i am uh a, a part of me is because of what he made you know he 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 was so focused on you know perfection and doing things and and i'm the same way now and i'm like where the hell did I get this from? And then I realized like, oh, it was, it was Lee telling me like, hey, are, are you kidding me? This is not going to work. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm, yeah. I'm a firm believer of like having a board of directors in life. And I, I, I can't stress that enough. Like I think everybody needs to do that. Find, you know, four people and, and, and focus on, you know, somebody in relationships, somebody in business, somebody in, in, in health and fitness, and then somebody just in general uh, that can put it all together. And, and, and I... It, like that's that's where I go with that. But when yeah, you're, that's you're a super talking cool, about that. like way to look at it. I think, you know, my motto is just like surround yourself with good people. And yep. that is what you need to do. And I've found that so much during campaigning. Campaigning is hard. You know, when you look at the other side, trying to discredit you, trying to twist things that you said, trying to right. make you look bad. And you're like, your first instinct is to just fight back and then Attack, like let me yeah. run this past my husband let me run this past is this a good idea and they're like you're so much better than that like no way <laughs> like don't yeah. even respond don't even look at it don't even go on that website or right. facebook page like you're so much better than that I'm like you know what you're right talk talk me down so it's helpful and i think you know being a firefighter talk about being surrounded by good people like these people salt of the earth people who wake up at two in the morning for whatever whatever the call is. Sometimes it's, you know, the, the fire and sometimes it's your alarm went off. Sometimes a basement flooded. And I've learned so much about character and giving back through the fire department. And, and again, it's a whole mix. Like it is a whole mix of people from all different walks of life, all different ages. And, you know, I never thought I'd be hanging out with people who are 70 years old, but you know what? They're firefighters for life. And it's, it's right. great to, you know, we share that common thing. And I think sometimes seeing the tragedy that people go through in their lives and, and being there and seeing that and trying to, to help give back, like it's very sobering. It keeps me in check. Like, oh, I think I'm having a bad day. Like, mm -mm. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So, so now to, to go, to shift a little bit, I, I, I like to ask, you know, people on, on the Monday motivation, I like to see if there's a direct correlation of people that I think are successful, whether it's successful monetarily, whether it's successful in their career, their, their, their relationship, their life, whatever. I like to see if there's a direct correlation of what time they wake up and, and, you know, their success. So, so I'm most people that I interview, they say they wake up super early, right? You know, and, and super early to me is like six or earlier, you know, and, and I'm like, eh. cause I'm, I'm like a seven thirty eight o'clock guy. You know, that's, that's me. I like to, I like to get my beauty rest as I get older. I need more and more rest. Um, but so, so what time of the day do you wake up? Uh, and is it a daily thing? Is it a seven day a week? Or is it just because you have to wake up to get to school? And then on the weekends you like to go ahead and relax. Like what, what is that? I'm like pulling my phone up so I can pull up my alarm. Oh my God, <laughs> Lynn, you're crazy. Four fifteen a.m. Four fifteen is so. Is what the time. what do you what do you do at four fifteen a.m. You yeah, I mean, is I, it like a workout? Is it yes. uh, okay? So. so I definitely start my day with a workout and it gets me going, and then that gives me time. Like, okay, I'm awake. That's my village board time. Like I oh. read through my emails, I go through, I read what I need. It's quiet. Like I haven't cluttered my mind with anything yet. And I, I try right. and get that done um, and out of the way, at least through the morning. I eat breakfast every day. Like I, that was never a thing I did. And boy, what a difference it really, really makes. I, I read through this, like literally like a prayer app where I take time and just like for me, like my morning is me. Like, let me mm -hmm. get my job done. Let me take care of me like spiritually and physically. And now I start my day. So yeah, 415. Wow, 4.15. <laughs> and is that seven days a week or is that just five? On the weekends, I don't set the alarm, but it, you know, <laughs> even yeah. in the summer, yeah. I, and it's so funny. I have this, this life list and I put on it, like become a morning person. Cause I never was, I was a, you know, you're sleeping, it's 10, it's whatever time. We're like, okay, half right. the day's over. And I yeah. was like, oh, I want to be a morning person. Like, can you physically change that? You can. Like, you can turn yourself into a morning person. <laughs> I, I, and that's without I'm, any coffee. No caffeine here. <laughs> you, you don't? I don't either. No. Mm -mm. I don't either. No I, I literally, 
I make I make my own bubbly. Um, nice. So <laughs> I have uh, the bubbly. I'm not sponsored, <laughs> but I would love it. By the way, um, no. I make I make my own bubbly, um, I, and that's literally all I drink all day long. And then I drink uh, what's called Bio Steel, which is okay. like a hydration thing. So I drink water, bubbly, and Bio Steel. I mean, yeah, I dabble with cocktails once day. in a while. <laughs> But yeah, I, that's that's so crazy. I don't know a lot of people like us where they don't drink coffee or they don't drink this or they don't drink that. I was just, huh. I'm pretty. I never, I never had coffee. Yeah, pretty regimented in my diet overall. I think you know that's one of the things of like, how do you keep going? That's eating well. Like take, Consistent. I have to take care of me. That that workout, that eating well, drinking water. I actually don't do caffeine or alcohol. Like it literally, oh, I'm wow. boring. You know, when people are like, want to go for a drink? I'm like, <laughs> like, do you care if I have water at the coffee shop club or at soda? the bar? I know. I'm like mixing it up. <laughs> yeah, stirring it. Like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like facing occasions. I'll put it in like the martini glass just so I feel a little like high right. end, but it's still water. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, that's fair. So, so now another, another thing I try to, to, to see if it, it's, a correlation to success and, 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 and people, um, is how do you relieve or relieve, relieve stress? So like, do you, do you work out? Do you meditate? Do you eat? Like when, when you have a stressful day, when, you know, things are falling apart, you had a rough call at the, you know, uh, at the fire hall, you, 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 the, the campaign is, 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 is running amok and you're just like, what I, I need to relieve stress. What do you do? What's your go-to? I think for me, it's definitely quiet. Like even in the music world, like everything's always noise. Like just find that quiet, deep breathing, like the meditation route, definitely. Yep. Like to just turn it off. And I keep reminding myself, like I just need air. Like really, that is all we need, right? That is the fundamental priority in, in our lives. And nothing else matters. If I had whatever fall apart, whoever called me this online today for the campaign or like whatever happened, right. a kid was being tough. Like none of it really matters to my survival. Like going back to those like yeah. survival instincts. No, that's, that's, that's very true. That's very true. Um, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I, if, if, if I'm stressed out, uh, a good workout's great, but, uh, it comes down to, I will, you know, take, even if it's, I take in, you know, 10, 15 deep breaths and I breathe in, you know, for six seconds and I, I exhale it. for six oh, yeah. seconds. For oh sure. yeah. I, I, that just, <laughs> it, it kind of just clears my mind. It clears my, you know, everything. So I like, that's what I do. But so it seems like you're very similar. Well, and we're trained in that in the fire department too, that our, our air runs out, right? Like right. we need to, when we're stressed out, we're, we're working hard. So all we're breathing heavier, but then mm -hmm. your pulse starts going up, you start getting yourself in your head slow that breathing down, like count your breaths, make sure you're saving your air so you can do the next thing. So yeah. I, it comes from that for sure. <laughs> no, you're going to be a great firefighter. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. My, my cousin, my cousin was a, yeah, he still is. Uh, my uncle was a volunteer firefighter. My cousin still is. And, um, he was a chief at one point. Now he's right. like kind of like one of those lifers, but he, yeah. I mean, he just turned 50 or something like that. So he's still running into fires. He loves it. Uh, so I, I've always wanted to, and, and now, you know, I live in New York city. I, I actually applied to the New York city fire department. Um, but I moved before all that happened. I applied to two different things. I applied to the DEA and the fire, and wow. the fire department. And yeah. I moved to Miami, um, literally like a month after I applied. Uh, so it kind of all fell through. And then I, I applied to the fire department in the city of Miami when I moved down there. And, uh, I, I realized I was, I was so excited because they're like, we have, I forget how many spots. There was like like 30 some spots. Uh, and there was something in the the Miami Herald that said uh, last year's firefighter, city of Miami firefighters, there was only six people that didn't make over six figures. And I was like, holy shit. Like, like that's <laughs> awesome. I, I want to be one of those guys that make the six figures being a firefighter, right? Because they're on 24 off 48. Right. I was like, this is going to be great. Uh, and I was like, how perfect is this? I'm the minority in Miami. I was like, I'm a white guy and right. everybody else is Spanish on there, right? Everybody else is, you know, Cuban or, or Colombian or, you know, whatever. I was like, this is perfect. And they're like, no, no, no. We go off the national average. I was like, <laughs> oh man, I was like, this sucks. I'm, I'm never going to get this. Right. <laughs> so, uh, it didn't, it didn't work out well for me there, but, um, 
but now um, I, I can't, there's a volunteer program, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. And uh, side note, you are, I think, the first female truck driver, right? In my company, yeah. So we're made up of four different companies that make up our department. And I was the first female interior and driver for our company. It just wow. again, once I got that bug of like, I'm doing this, I was doing it. And it, those classes help. I mean, taking and, and being trained, they're all super nice. Nothing's going to happen to you in a training situation as long as, you know, you're smart and not doing anything right. stupid. But like building that confidence and finally getting gear. Like when I started stepping up and they're like, okay, let's get her gear that actually fits her. And like being able to like move in <laughs> it, like it makes a big difference. So yeah, it's great. I think uh, it, we try and get, I'm a, the advisor of the first responders club at Lancaster High School, just trying to get young people more invested in giving back to their community. And, and I think I'm living proof. Like there is no, like, this is what a firefighter looks like. You have to be right. X, Y, or Z. And it's been cool to see some of the young ladies step up and be like, I think I want to try that juniors program. I think I want to you know, go through and it's great. That's really cool. That's cool that you, you're, 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 you're motivating these younger kids to, to do something. Cause I, I mean, I think kids get a bad rap um, nowadays, but at the same time, I think that it, it's very different from when we were kids. Like when we were kids, I, I, I can speak for myself. I, I lived right on William Street. My parents still live there. And during the summer, we'd be out all day long, every day, you know. And, and nowadays, you don't see that anymore. You can drive through the neighborhoods and you don't see kids running around playing outside anymore. They're on their tablets. They're doing this. They're doing that. I, I, I struggle with, you know, my, my stepkids all the time. Today was a beautiful day. <laughs> and uh, my, my, my youngest was like, I was like, you guys aren't touching your tablets until you go outside and have fun. So right. he's like, I'll ride my bike. So I, I walked the block with him and there was kids that he knows from playing baseball with them, but we just moved into this house. So he's like, no, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to talk. So they're like, JMO, you want to, you want to play? And they were playing hockey. So I was like, I'll go play hockey with you. I love hockey. So I was like, I'll go play hockey with you. So we went and I played with the, you know, the kids, you know, street hockey for a little bit. And then all of a sudden it turned into, there was just three kids there plus my stepson. And then they all came over to our house and they played on the, uh, in the yard, they played kickball. And then all of a sudden I look out. So it was just four of them. All of a sudden there's nine kids in my, in my yard. I was like, this is awesome. I, I was, it was like a proud yeah. moment. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is, this is what I want. This is what, what I need. So I, I'm, I slowly am trying to get, you know, my kids and then, you know, the neighborhood kids to, to, to be in that area again, where you're outside having fun and doing things and you know, all that stuff. So, but when I think I agree with the, uh, kids get a bad rap, like COVID this year and watching my students go through it has been astounding. Like they have been so resilient and so adaptive and so just they're going to make the best of it. I mean, do we all have our bad days? Absolutely. Was the spring right. just awful? Absolutely. But they're doing it. Like if you would have told me to like explain the circumstances of COVID of, you know, kids won't go to school for months at a time and then they're going to come back and only half of them and six feet apart and masks. And like, I'd be like, the world is going to explode before we could survive that. Right. And here we are a year in. And I just had this conversation with them because we're literally at the one year point. Yeah. And here we are. And I think they're going to be more resilient. They're going to be stronger because of it. And I think that being forced onto technology, that that was the only way like to be able to go outside is like, great <laughs> get to right. get together outside with, with friends and, and do something that's not sitting on your Chromebook for school is, is really positive. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, the only thing I'm concerned about is, you know, we went to school, I, I what is it like six hours a day, or maybe mm. seven, I don't even know, but six or seven hours a day, we went to school our entire lives, right? Every day, you know, during the week. Now, my boys, they go to school two hours a day and they really don't get homework. They don't get, to, I'm like, they're going to, they're going to be so far behind in my opinion, you know, as far as that. So I'm hoping that the resiliency comes into play where they're like, okay, we're going to go ahead and work our butts off next year, hopefully when everything's back to normal or some form of normal. And, right. and, and really be able to, you know, get up to that level that they were before, because that scares me. Two hours a day is not a lot. No, not a lot. And I think that that's going to be a testament to teachers of, you know, we've I've taught this this grade this way all the time. And now all of a sudden the students are coming in with a different 
Okay. Even yep. my high school program, my ninth graders, you know, and even my high schoolers, they hadn't played in an orchestra setting for months. Like we started way slower and way at a lower level than we typically would. Cause that's what we needed to do and we're building up and we're building, you know, and it's, it's amazing to see what happens to a program, you know, whether it be a elementary school reading program or a high school music program because of what we've experienced. And I think we're all going to experience a new, like a rebuild and a reconfiguring of how to do things. Yeah. And uh, before, before I got on to the last question, I just want to say, I, so you sent me a couple links of your, your concerts, uh, the virtual concerts, which they're available on YouTube, right? Is that, is they that right? Are. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I, I clicked on the link. I don't know what it was, but I just, I just watched it. Um, I love that you bring uh, more of more modern music to, you know, the orchestra. Like, I love that, you know, you do uh, the Trans-Siberia Orchestra for Christmas. You do a, a, a piece from them. Uh, this, this Halloween, you did Thriller. And you yeah. actually, I don't know, I don't know who put it together, but it was really cool. Um, Thank so you. you did Thriller. That was neat. Uh, and I, like, I thought of you, so... Uh, I was my my wife and I we were watching Bridgerton uh, on on Netflix, and they it's it's set back in in olden days, right? I think in England or something like that, and they uh, they are at like this ball or this gala, and the orchestra was playing like super recent modern music, nice. and I was like that's something that Lynn would do. So I was like, I was like, that's really cool. Like I really did. I thought of you the other day uh, when we were watching, I was like, I was like, man, that's really, that's a really cool thing because I think, you know, orchestra, I don't know if you would agree, but I think it gets a bad rap. I think they think it's, it's all old time music. It's all boring, you know, and it's like the Mozarts and the, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's just not as, interesting to young kids nowadays um and but like they like teachers like you or these musical or these these uh movies or, or tv shows that like it was the vitamin string quartet and they did thank you next they did bad guy they did wildest dreams they did like all these different modern songs and they did it in, in an orchestra setting where it was just it was beautiful. It was so cool to hear it that way. I actually have it on a playlist because I like the music so much. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I want to, I want to make sure I tell you that that I, I think it's really cool that you, because I think by doing that, by making it more modern, you're gonna attract way more people. It's interesting because it's such a balance. Because I, I really do. I love classical music. I love going to the Buffalo Philharmonic, and there is that lack of accessibility or understanding it's hard to take my well you haven't gone this year but normally taking my students on a field trip and like wait what do you mean you can't talk or don't clap between the move go oh, don't make a noise like you know it's, right it's it's hard to get them to appreciate it because they're uncomfortable in the setting so i think that starting with music that they're used to that they're familiar with is that like gotcha like okay you love your instrument now let me show you what's really cool about mozart let me show you where all of this stuff in modern music came from and how right. it's evolved and like try and build their ears that way. It's interesting that you bring this up because a good friend of mine, um, Jonathan Borden in the Buffalo Philharmonic, we worked together really closely during COVID because I was like, I don't know what to do with these students. Like we weren't doing Google Meets at that point. So we literally had no FaceTime with these kids. Send wow. out assignments and hope they do them. And so I said like, I want to start like a listening club. I want to get them started working on on something i don't know and so he had written all these documents and we worked together and he would pick the repertoire and, and teach about it from a, a young person's perspective something that was accessible and you know we had an online forum that they would type and post comments and we really started getting conversations going at classical music and we've actually turned it into a business the two of us are going to be starting like a website building it hopefully into an app of like making music classical music more accessible to young people and now right now in orchestra we're playing Dvorak New World Symphony we're playing Beethoven one like we've gone to this like classical rap and there's total buy-in they are more excited about playing you know this fourth movement than they were about playing thriller and it's that's, that's great super cool for me like you've evolved as a musician because you've stepped out of your box you know you have come to accept something that you probably before would have been like mm, it's classical or I don't do that type of music. It feels stuffy. And 
I love that about what I do. I bring that to them and for alumni to come back and be like, do you remember when we played that one piece? I still listen to that Beethoven guy. Like that is awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. Really yeah. Cool. So, so, so we're going to, we're going to go ahead cause I, I want to be respectful of your time. And sure. I, I know, I know that you, uh, you got plenty of things you, I to could do. Talk sure. forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I, the last question I ask is what I call the million dollar question. And you've been to New York City. You know that Times Square is, you know, has millions and millions of people walk through it each day. Um, my question is, if there was a billboard of you in Times Square, it could be you uh, teaching, it could be you with an instrument, it could be you, you know, behind a desk, you know, as mayor of, you know, Lancaster of whatever. Uh, it could be you with kids and whatever. What would it say on it? What would you want? Millions of people that walk through there each day, what would you want it to say? It's going to be a picture of you doing something. And it, it, it doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be teacher related. It doesn't have to be political. It could be whatever you want. I think it would, it would be me. I would say probably in my fire gear, because that was like the one thing that no one ever would have expected coming from me with my life list. I have this list. It like changed my life. A student changed my life. Um, 2014 actually that he, uh, interviewed me. He had a, a Spanish class and he had to do an interview of a teacher. And so he interviewed me and goes through all of these questions and ends with like, well, what are your goals? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have my job, my dream job. I bought a house. I just got married. I, I have no goals. It was like, I went home. I was like, to my husband, like, I have no goals. And right around that time I was senior class advisor. I was involved with the leadership class that takes place at Lancaster. And the teacher for that Mark Skyron had given his students assignment to come up with a life list of a hundred things a hundred things and not wow. a bucket list. So this is a life list. And I'm going to die with a hundred things on that list. Cause every time you do one, you got to add something else. So you always got a hundred and you think like, okay, cool. I'm going to climb a mountain, run a marathon. You know, you get to like 30 and you're like, I don't know what else to do, but like forcing yourself to get to a hundred really made me like dig deep. Like, okay, what do I really want? What would really like be interesting in my life? And by the time you're getting into the nineties and pushing a hundred, and even now when I cross these things off, I wanted to learn how to drive stick. Being a driver for the fire hall was one. Like I tried to do all the scary things, like run a tough mutter. Like, well, I better do that when I'm young, you know, like that yeah. has totally guided my life. And I think me with my life list on that billboard of like, you, you need to do this. This will change your life and your perspective and always be giving you a hundred things to look forward to. And it can be something as small as going to Chestnut Ridge to see the eternal flame. Cause I haven't to, I want to be the mayor, you know, and it's wow. fun to see how it evolves. If you don't have one, you got to do it, Jeremy. <laughs> like, I, I honestly like hundred things on it. I'm, I'm totally, I, I'm, I'm bought in. I, I'm, I'm totally in. I, I had a, a list of 30 for 30, right? Okay. So on my 30th year of life, yeah. I had, I had 30 things I wanted to accomplish. And I think I only accomplished like 16 or 17 of them. Well, um, and I think that's the, the problem with lists like that is we feel bad about it, right? There's pressure. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when you're like, I have to keep a hundred things on it. There is no pressure. You know, I try every year, like it's a new year's resolution for me, like do five of them. So I can pick five out of the hundred. It could be easy. It could be hard. It could be a big thing. It could be something I want to go to. I love cooking. I want to go to all of Bobby Flay's restaurants. That's going to take a while. I want to go to every major league baseball park. That's going to take a while, but it, it's chipping away, you know, trying right. to get to them yeah, yeah. and stuff to look forward to. It is, it is life altering. I, I am, I'm, I'm, I promise you, I am going to get a <laughs> list together. Uh, it'll take me a while. Cause I think oh, well, is, is and it aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did. I mean, I, what sucks is a lot of the things that I would have put on that list. I, I accomplished during the 30 for 30 and Which you like, think, it was like, you know? I went skydiving. Me I, too. You know, I, I wanted Absolutely. to go to the Texas state fair. I went mm -hmm. to that and like, and, and I got the idea of the 30 for 30 because a girl I was dating at that time, she, you know, she, she was doing the same thing because she was turning 30 the following year. So she was saying like, yeah. by the year, by the time I'm 30, I want to accomplish these things. I was like, that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah. Well, now you're going to want to do a hundred of them. And, but you replace every single time you replace it. Oh yeah. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to get started on that list. 
you'll you'll just be struck by some, someone's like have you ever gone you have to go to this restaurant you're like on my life list okay like you know those things that just people you normally like in one ear and out the other and you're like okay like i heard that for a reason you like crossed my path for a reason and i gotta write that down because someday i'm gonna do that and it's gonna be another experience in my life no i i love it i'm i'm i'm, I'm hook line and sinker i'm doing it <laughs> yeah. i will uh I'll let you. I'll let you know when I when I when I reach the hundred. <laughs> and it's cool to highlight and you date it, take a picture. Like it's like an archive of your life. Like I said, I want to be buried with my list. Like yeah. these are all the things I've accomplished and all the things that I mean. People are like, that's so sad. You wouldn't you wouldn't get to everything. Like it's so sad that you cross everything off. Then you have nothing to live for. <laughs> like what? I don't get that. Yeah, true. True. That's that's a really good point too. Yeah, like. Yeah, I, I I love the idea. Maybe even like make like a a book, and and you know every time you accomplish something, like you said, you you're gonna one up my list. I know it. You're gonna have this like awesome thing. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something. I know that. I'm I'm, I'm pumped. I, I have it on my my list here. I'm gonna I'm gonna love make it. A, I love it. This is great. So I I can't thank you enough. Is there okay? Uh, where can they go to find out? I I have the website. Um, uh, it's it's uh, Mayor Lynn. Is it Ruda or Ruda? Ruda, yeah, Mayor Ruda. Lynn Ruda is my campaign com. website, and yep. uh, we'll find out if I win next Tuesday. Isn't yeah, five yeah. days away. Countdown is five on. Five days away be, from now, and then it'll be and like it'll the be, next it'll day. Be, it'll be, said. one day, one day from when this airs. So, so I'm I'm excited for you. I I wish you the best because I think that you would do a great job. Uh, I don't so think much. I know you would do a great job, and and I keep doing what you're doing because. Yeah, you're motivating the kids, but you're also motivating, you know, people like me. I, like when I saw that you were running for mayor, I was like, holy shit, I, I got to talk to her. I got to <laughs> I got to see because I'm, I'm always amazed. You pop up on Facebook and I'm like, I got to I got to talk to her. And, and thank you for, for coming on because this was well, fun. Thanks for the invite. It's been so good to catch up and see you. And yeah, awesome. absolutely. And, and one of these days we'll have to do uh, I have a, another series called the Whatever Wednesday. And I would love to, you know, maybe even just talk a little bit about, you know, music and, yeah. and, and go down oh, that path that. And, Absolutely. And, and and talk to you about that. So okay. I, uh, I look forward to it. So I, I'm going to go ahead and tag you in all this stuff. Um, cool. I actually, I, I just had my, uh, my marketing guru or I call her the CMO, <laughs> the chief marketing officer. I was like, Hey, can we do like a teaser, uh, for, for, for my Monday motivation? And I got that. Oh, I, got I love that picture. Actually, that's a good one. So, I, yeah, I, I sorry, I, I was a creeper. I, I, I stole a bunch <laughs> off of Facebook, and I, I was like, I sent it to my, my girl, and she's like, she's like, uh, I was like, hey, pick whichever one you want, and she's like, okay, she made it up. So I'm gonna Perfect. post that tomorrow, which will be Great. Friday, and uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get some traction here. So, thank Bye. you again. And I will, uh, I'll talk to you, uh, talk to you soon, and I'll, I'll definitely, I'll reach out to you on Wednesday either celebratory reach out and be like <laughs> yay or i'll be like hey right. next year's year or whatever next year's year, next however year. long it that's is right absolutely yeah. and i so. will look forward to seeing that hearing about the list that it's done that you got your i I, I definitely will give me give me a you know i don't know how long it takes but hopefully i'll have it done in a month I would like okay. a list of things i want to do because i definitely have some things on there i, I are already in my mind <laughs> <laughs> it's great all right thank you Yes, take care. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, if you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, orders are due every Thursday by noon and then you get them the following week. Uh, all orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday and boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. 
whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then GigiBank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. GigiBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GigiBank in the app stores. All right. And SaberCon, for all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys. Uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.